Welcome to the Conscious Recording Series on the topic of Tvilas Kalim. Tvilas are vessels that are used in connection with food preparation. By way of introduction, just as Hashem has sanctified the Yidin and given us a distinct diet that's befitting the Jewish soul of kosher foods through which we are forbidden to consume non-kosher foods that blemish our soul, our neshama, so too Hashem has commanded us Yidin that the kalim, the vessels that we use to prepare our foods require a certain degree of holiness. This degree of holiness is achieved through tevila, through tevilling them in a kosher mikvah. Therefore, a vessel that was purchased by a non-Jew, that was owned by a non-Jew and now purchased by a Jew, requires tevila. A kosher vessel that is owned by a non-Jew does not require tevila. And also, a vessel that was never owned by a non-Jew, rather was owned by a Jew from start to finish, also does not require tevila. The obligation to, to table a vessel is only if it's a vessel that was owned by a non-Jew and then purchased by a Jew. Because in such a scenario, the Jew has to table the vessel to sanctify the vessel. Similarly to the way a ger, a convert, is ushered in Kedushas Yisrael to the Jewish nation, to the Jewish fold, through Tevila B'mikvah Kesheda, through Tevilin and Akashar Mikvah, so too... In the same sense, when you take a vessel that was owned by a non-Jew and then you're going to usher it in to be owned by a Jew, it needs to be toivled in a mikvah kesheda. Now, these halachas of tvilas kelim are based on psukim in Sefer Bamidbar, Perek Lamed Aleph, psukim chof Aleph through chof Gimel. I'm going to quote some of the psukim and I'm going to show where the psukim allude to the halachas of the psukim themselves are primarily dealing with the halachas of achshoras kelim, of kashering vessels. But the pasuk adds the word v'toher, and the word v'toher, the chachamim learn out that besides actually kashering the vessel, there also is a concept, there's also an obligation to bring another degree of purity into the vessel, which refers to titling the vessel in a mikvah. The Pasuk says, by the story of Midian, says to the people of the Tzava that are coming from the war, this is the statute of the the gold, the the silver, the copper, the iron, the tin, the lead. And then the Pasuk says, That anything that is used in fire must be passed through fire, then it will be purified. Here the word V'tahir is used. And then the Pasuk continues, It should be passed through mikvah water by you. And then the Pasuk concludes with the words, Whatever does not come in contact with direct fire can be purged with water. So as I said earlier, the word V'tahir in the Pasuk, and where it speaks about the mikvah water, is an allusion to the halachis of Tvilas Kalim. 
Now, with regards to Tvilas Kalim, since the source for Tvilas Kalim is something that's directly derived from the Psukim in the Torah, therefore, it appears that Tvilas Kalim is a mitzvah midiraisa, which is the opinion of many of the Rishonim. Other Rishonim disagree and say that it's a mitzvah drabanan. Some of the Paskim say that. That tvila, the mitzvah of tvila is the raisa, but the prohibition about using a vessel before it's immersed is rabbinic in nature. Other paskim hold that the entire mitzvah is the raisa. And this is a very significant thing because we have a klal, we have a general rule in halacha that when it comes to something that's the raisa, a mitzvah that's the raisa, that's from the Torah, a child is not neman, a child is not believed on something that's the raisa. Something that's the Rabbanan, something that's rabbinic in nature, generally speaking, a child would be believed. When we say a child, we mean a child who has a certain degree of, of, of maturity and responsibility. Um, let's say a boy or a girl or over the age of nine or ten. They can be entrusted with certain responsibilities. But when it comes to Tfilas Kalim, since it's, it's a, a Makar Deraisa, and many Paskim hold it's Deraisa, therefore a child under Baro Bas Mitzvah is not allowed to toivel vessels by themselves. The only way they can toivel a vessel is if there's a godel oimen al gabeyem, if there's an adult over Barabbas Mitzvah, a Jewish adult over Barabbas Mitzvah, Shem Mitzvah, who's going to oversee them and make sure they toivel the vessel properly. Now, with regards to vessels itself, <coughs> there are certain types of vessels that require tefillah, and certain types of vessels that do not require tefillah. The first thing we need to establish is that the pasuk that we just mentioned lists six different types of metals. So we, we derive from here that vessels that are made from metal require tefillah's kalim. Now in halacha, a keli means, a vessel means something that there's a certain degree of affinity by the purchaser. The purchaser, you buy a certain vessel, there's a certain attachment that you have to it, that has a certain chashiva, a certain kind of stature. You buy the vessel, you save it, you reuse it, you wash it, and you use it again and again. When it comes to disposable vessels, for example, disposable tin foil or a tin aluminum pan, for example, those pans, if they're just being used once, they're not considered to be a keli. They don't have the chashivas of a keli, of a vessel. They don't require tevila. If a person is going to be reusing a pan, an aluminum pan, over and over again, then it would require tevila because there is a certain level of chashivas that the person is associating with it. With regards to the type of materials in general of vessels that are of a chashava status that require tevila, as I said earlier, vessels that are made from metal require tevila's kalim with a bracha. That includes gold, silver, copper, iron, tin, and lead. Aluminum vessels, like an aluminum sheet pan that's not disposable, also requires tevila. Glass vessels also require tvila. All three of these materials, glass, aluminum, and metals, all require tvila with a bracha. When it comes to plastic, nylon, formica, melamine, or rubber, the custom is not to require tvila. However, some people are stringent and toivel these materials 
But when doing so, do not make a bracha. Whenever you toivel something, only lechumra, to be stringent, then the din is that you do not make a bracha. Leather materials do not require tevila at all. Wood materials do not require tevila at all. So for example, if somebody has a wooden salad bowl, there's no requirement to toivel that whatsoever. Stone, bone, horn, and marble do not require tevila. Earthenware, bone, china do not require tevila. Porcelain, porcelain, some require tevila without a bracha. With regards to, to, to china, sometimes you have those materials that are glazed with glass. If they're glazed with glass, then it would require tevila because that is an example where something where the, the, the food portion would touch the actual material that does require tevila. In this case, it would be glass. That's something that you can verify by going on the website of the, of the particular company that makes the product. Very often it's glazed with other material, not actual glass itself, and you can verify that. Any type of utensil that's used in connection with food prep, for example, cutlery and the like, would require tevila. Something like a hammer or a saw, which is used primarily for construction purposes, would not require tevila. Now, what is the halacha regarding electronic vessels, such as, let's say, an urn or a sandwich maker? Generally speaking, even electronic vessels of this nature require tevilas kalim because they are made with metal inside, and the food part that touches them is metal. And if they were owned by a non-Jew at some point and then purchased by a Jew, they have to be toiveled in a mikvah sheda. And with regards to hot water urns, if you dry them out for three days, upside down, they usually survive the trip. And even though there's many warning labels about it, it's been tried and, and, true, and proven um, that it does work. There are some companies that manufacture hot water urns for Shabbos that are Jewish-owned companies and they're, they're owned by a Jew, manufactured by a Jew, sold by a Jew, bought by a Jew, and that would avoid the need for tefillah's kalim if it's indeed bought by a Jew and throughout and owned by a Jew throughout. With regards to a sandwich maker, also there's an option where you can get one with removable plates and then you just have to table the parts that actually touch the food not the actual mechanism. If the plates are attached to the sandwich maker, really you have to tell the entire thing. With regards to electronic vessels that have computer screen chips that would get ruined in tabling in water, then a shaila should be asked because some rabbanim will find a leniency, but it's something that's beyond the purview of today's recording. With regards to very large vessels that are for example, industrial-sized vessels, which are not something a person could even tevil into a mikvah, there is an opinion that holds that vessels that are used for mischar are potter, are exempt from the chiv of tevilas kelim, because they're not called clay suda, they're not called vessels that are used in conjunction with a meal, and therefore they do not require tevila. And some people are lenient about that with regards to large vessels that cannot be toivel. Those are like industrial level vessels. That does not apply to vessels we use in our home because those clearly are clay suda and they fall into the category of things that are required to be toivelled. And in conclusion, if a person's in a situation where they have a vessel that needs to be toivelled, like we had, Earlier this season before Pesach, during the times of when the virus was unfortunately rampant and the mikvahs were not so available for people, 
in situations where there is no choice, there are times when a heter could be granted to take a vessel that is owned by a Jew and sell it to a non-Jew and then borrow it back to avoid the issue of tevila. This is not something that we do lechatchila because we don't want to be mafsid, a bracha we don't want to lose the opportunity to, to, to make a bracha. And we should do whatever we can to make sure that the vessel should, could and should be tabled or just buy a vessel that was owned by a Yid for the entire, purpose, entire time. If a person's in a situation where they have no options, they should ask a Shaila Bayarov to see if a leniency can be applied. Thank you very much.